Welcome to the World Architecture Festival podcast. This series features recordings from the annual festival, where architects and commentators discuss the latest challenges and innovations in the industry. Make sure you subscribe to always receive the latest episode and also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at WorldArchFest. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and welcome to this quickfire session um, called Pleased to Meet You. We run this at World Architecture Festival every year, and it's an opportunity for people who haven't um, presented at WAF before um, to do so in slightly informal surroundings. Uh, my role is simply to uh, introduce each of the four speakers, um, and after that, <clears throat> all I do is act as timekeeper. So I'll wave when you've got about a minute to go. Um, and uh, let's make it nice and quick fire. Um, and I'm going to invite, I'm assuming all the four speakers are here, but can I invite first uh, Alpa uh, Derimbogaz, Principal of Salon Architecture, to address us. Welcome. Thank you for the short introduction. So uh, I'm Alpa Derimbogaz. Uh, we, uh, we are located in Istanbul. Uh, and we practice worldwide. Uh, we work on various scales, but we always uh, start with questioning uh, certain things uh, about, uh, about our site, our program, uh, the, the location, and all sorts of things. And we, we try to emerge uh, from these questions. So I will tell a bit about what we have been, uh, uh, what methods we have been uh, using along the way uh, as we develop projects uh, so it should be a short presentation uh, is it possible to fabricate alternative realities we uh, we are asking to ourselves because uh, we believe uh, uh, with the modern uh, mo modernist kind of architecture uh, we kind of uh, architecture forget the uh, skills to communicate through architecture or creating uh, different uh, kind of uh, language uh, in, in its uh, own world. So uh, after that we had I think struggled long time uh, putting up uh, some uh, something uh, in, uh, instead of this kind of uh, classical kind of uh, look and uh, you know the, uh, the things has been uh, pretty much like everything goes kind of state and uh, in order to uh, understand what we could achieve with different languages. We do a lot of uh, researches. We try to depict, we try to uh, deconstruct realities to uh, develop a better understanding of the world, uh, of the cities. And uh, we, we were invited to, uh, uh, to, to present, uh, to exhibit in Venice Biennale in the Turkish Pavilion uh, uh, in 2014. And we looked at uh, the city parts uh, as almost like an experimentation. And we looked at uh, different parts of the city. Uh, if you look at Istanbul, it's usually called, uh, uh, it, people usually think it's a chaos. I mean, it's not, uh, it has a beautiful, beautiful historic city, but uh, the mostly, uh, most part of it, the newly developed part of it is not that, that amazing, I would say. But we still think there's kind of a, 
uh, modularity and kind of a meaning uh, behind this uh, kind of reality. So we start to look at different locations and we start to see uh, similar things happening uh, spontaneously, so-called. And we try to understand the politics, uh, the topographic, the geographic kind of reasons behind them. So there's no real urban planning like we know in West, but uh, there has been a lot of different uh, things that's affecting the emergence of uh, new development. So, uh, so we we try to visualize them uh, with reliefs, uh, with uh, three-dimensional reliefs, uh, to understand this uh, this uh, this. If, these things that affects it, that shapes the city, and we kind of try to go different directions with starting with this kind of realities, and we manipulate them to uh, to envision uh, different features. And uh, to to do that, we are very much inspired with uh, with these cities. Uh, in each of them, I was either uh, made a research project or lived uh, uh, for a while. And I don't think we can call these cities, uh, again, excluding the historic part, like beautiful cities, or we can't name this uh, as a certain, uh, in a certain uh, shape. Uh, they, they have kind of, uh, you know, they, they don't have like a, a center like we know. It's uh, much more freely developed and all these kind of things. And still they are kind of sexy. They, are, they don't, we can't call them beautiful, but they are sexy because... Uh, they kind of uh, create interest in 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 the city. Uh, it's their their presence is very powerful. Uh, they are warm uh, and they are quite dynamic cities, and it kind of captures you. So we try to learn from these cities. Uh, there uh, and we also try to learn from different. Uh, 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 we try to learn from. Uh, the locations that we are working in. Uh, this is one island recently completed, uh, one, one uh, project recently completed. Uh, it, was a co it was an international competition. We, uh, we, we won a uh, mention award. We didn't won the competition, but we had an interesting study on that. So it was a science center uh, in, the, in the middle of an island. So here in this, uh, in this context, we, we looked at uh, how the island and nature emerged and we turned it into an architectural language and we, we tried to uh, use them as uh, activators of open space. Uh, we uh, used them to uh, generate connections to the city. Uh, there's another project we are working on. It's the uh, 20,000 square meter, uh, 40,000 square meter uh, museum in Istanbul. Uh, it's going under construction in a couple of weeks. Uh, so it's located at the edge of the historic site, uh, right after the, uh, the historic walls of uh, Istanbul. Uh, so it's pretty much the entrance gate to the city. And uh, it has a strong connection to the walls. So we try to understand, uh, we try to relate uh, to the walls, the existing walls, and uh, uh, try to simulate this kind of uh, historical broken pieces uh, in our architecture, as you can see on the uh, right side, uh, inside the models. Uh, so, and uh, we we give a lot of importance to to, to connectivity of the of the space. Uh, so, thank you. <laughs> uh, 
I'm sorry this is so quick fire, but it's, it's what we have to do. Um, and uh, I saw that work in Venice, very, very nice. Um, next up, uh, Amos uh, Goldreich, principal of Amos Goldreich Architecture. Welcome. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you for inviting us to present. I'm Amos Goldreich from Amos Goldreich Architecture. Uh, we are a team of three based in London. Our project, a shelter for victims of domestic violence, is shortlisted this year for best future project in the health category, and we uh, presented this morning. This is our office. Architecture, in our view, should be about people. We work from the inside out, focusing firstly on the end users and the inhabitants of the buildings rather, rather than the imposing, imposing a signature style on them. As such, we believe in establishing an empathetic uh, relationship and genuine sense of co-creation for projects. Here are some here are examples of some of our projects at different scales. So we work in small scale uh, on flats and we, we like challenges and, and sometimes just by doing small changes that have a, a big impact. Uh, in this 60 square meter two bedroom flat we punched one opening through a structure wall and then moved another wall um, and completely reconfigured the flat uh, and, and the space. Um, so as you come in, uh, there's a window that overlooks into a kitchen that used to be a bathroom. You get, you get a, a glimpse of the, the living room um, and then there's some before and after. Uh, the living room before we punched all, punched the wall, and with with the new kitchen, the old kitchen and the new one. Uh, the living room was quite dark before, and it's now very airy. Uh, the old bathroom was turned into a kitchen. Uh, the bathroom was relocated, um, although it doesn't have. Uh, an external wall. We punched a, a window in a in a wall that is shared with a with a bedroom to get to steal some uh, natural light. Uh, the bedroom, all that we do um, a lot of uh, bespoke joinery in our projects. This was for a wine collector, and this is a system of pull-out drawers where you can store his, his wine. He has his own vineyard in Portugal. Um, uh, completely redesigned the staircase and all new joinery and bathrooms. Um, we use uh, mirrors to make space spaces look appear slightly bigger. We also work in slightly larger scale. 
This is a, a fitness studio we completed in central London for an American company that opened their first European branch in London. Uh, it was a refit of an office space, sort of occupying three quarters of a lower ground floor, uh, which was quite dark. It is a semi sort of basement. And again, it was trying to bring as much light as possible. Uh, working with transparencies, um, reflections. So uh, there are two, two main studios. There's a retail area, food area, um, changing rooms, which are here. These are the, the studios. So when you're in the studio, you can look out through a, a, a glazed uh, partition and coming in, you can see the sort of activities that occur behind the wall and kind of before and after uh, quite a stark office environment turned to the, into a vibrant uh, and welcoming environment. On the large scale uh, we do a lot of competitions. Uh, this is a project we were shortlisted in Finland um, which looked at um, designing a a welcoming uh, sort of extension between two Alva Altos museums. Um, another competition in England, a visitor center uh, for um, Woodland Trust. And just briefly, uh, the project that we're shortlisted in uh, that we presented this morning. Um, it's located in Israel, uh, central Israel. Um, it, it's a project with two facades. Um, there's a, an external protective facade and an internal one that um, is, surrounds a, an internal courtyard, which is the sort of haven of, of this building. It's the therapeutical heart of it. Uh, it's currently on site. Um, the, we kind of designed the building as a small village. Um, so when a family comes in, they receive a house. Each house is connected by a corridor, which is a street, and connects the inhabitants to the various functions of the building. Uh, the communal functions such as the nursery which is completely separated from, from, from the building. Um, this is a nursery under construction. The internal courtyard. The streets. The, uh, the building is primarily on one level. Uh, the administrative side of the charity, which, which is our client, is the only part of the building on, on two levels. And this is from the, from the outside. And just to summarize, uh, the objective is always to marry the pragmatic with the aesthetic. As John Ruskin remarked, we require from buildings, as from men, as from men two kinds of goodness. First, doing their practical duty well, then 
that they be graceful and pleasant in doing it. Buildings should offer more than mere function. They should provide enlightened and inspiring shelter for those inhabiting them. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, next up is um, Osri Yanif, Principal of Jakobs Yanif Architects. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Welcome. Thank you very much. How do I... Uh, hi, my name is Osri. I'm uh, at the, the practice Jacob Yanif Architects uh, is based in Tel Aviv and most of the work uh, is, uh, is done in Israel. Uh, Um, the practice is working on, uh, we're quite uh, versatile, we're doing a residential, commercial and, and, and public projects. Just an example of, a quick example of uh, four projects. This is a house where we were asked by the client to, uh, to design a, a single story house for, for the family. Our main challenge uh, for the site was to keep the two uh, old uh, trees that were there and uh, every time we start a project we try to experiment with the material, we try to, to uh, to learn something new, and this time we, uh, we experimented with the uh, concrete blocks. This is the front elevation of the house. As you can see, there is a, a concrete beam that runs around it, and the block is an infill in between. We try to keep uh, a humane scale to the, to the buildings, um, to keep the, the, the houses uh, as low as possible. Uh, in the climate that we work in, it's very important to keep uh, the outside-inside relationship uh, people spend a lot of time outside the buildings. This is a view to the living room. As you can see, uh, the roof uh, is uh, supported uh, by uh, four steel beams. And uh, it's, uh, you can read it as quite a light and thin roof. Uh, this is a very, very interesting project for us. Our client uh, asked us to create uh, a vibrant market experience but we had to do it within an existing British uh, warehouse, uh, very dense and very dark uh, in Jaffa. Uh, politically, it was also very um, interesting uh, because uh, uh, of the rich history and the, and the uh, complexity of, uh, of in terms of the population. The answer for working in the dark box was to work with uh, light and airy materials. Uh, we we created together with the uh, graphic designers a language uh, that um, basically tried to, to get a, an, a new identity for a place that is actually quite old. This is the entrance area. We used the stainless steel um, nets uh, um, as a reference to the sea outside, but also uh, to give uh, uh, people that work there the opportunity to use it for signage, for prices, for pricing, and, and for, for different, uh, uh, for different um, reasons. As you can see, this is, for example, a bar and a restaurant. Our design is, is quite black and white and actually acts as a, as a background for all the rich products in the, in the market. This is another house where the client gave us a list of, of things to put in the site, which meant we're going to use the full parameter of the site. So the challenge for us was to break the box and try to do something more interesting. 
Um, we worked here uh, with exposed uh, concrete uh, structure. We wanted the, the house to appear uh, 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 very light on site. It's also quite a low, low house. The big uh, ceilings, uh, uh, the, the beams uh, that run across the space uh, allowed us to have a column-free space, basically. We punctured the, the roof in two places. One of them leads the, uh, the, main, the main space, and the other one, which is thinner, leads the, uh, the library at the back. As you can see, the same, the same beams go out and, and act as the, the support for the, for the pergola. This is a very interesting uh, project. This, this very special woman called Karen Leibovich was injured in, in her back. And uh, um, uh, after the injury, she actually started swimming. And after, after winning uh, nine Olympic medals, she decided to open a rehabilitation center uh, and help other people overcome their injuries. The main challenge was that uh, the space was quite horrible and uh, budget very low and uh, no time at all. So we decided to uh, come up with details that will be very, very fast implemented on site. And, and uh, this is an example. Uh, most of the structure here is steel, uh, quite rough details. Everything was done on site. This is the entrance area, again, the concrete blocks. She wanted us to create a place where people come and work hard. She was asking us to come up with quite a rough identity for the place. We kept, by lowering a steel ceiling, we, we, we uh, were allowed to keep the existing ceiling and the existing air conditioning unit, which was uh, obviously saving a lot of money. You can see on the right a large partition uh, that hinged to uh, divide the space into two spaces where two cl separate classes can take place. That's a view uh, towards the entrance. Thank you. Uh, and finally, uh, Laura Ivanchitz, principal of Babin, Babin a Renault architects, uh, who, as some, most of you will know, won a category yesterday, the office category for, um, sorry, housing, uh, for a scheme in Paris. Welcome. Um, hello. Um, I'm here to present the office uh, Babin Renault Architects. Jean-François Renault and Eric Babin founded the agency in 1995 after winning an European competition for social housing in um, Reims. And along the years, they have carried out projects that vary both in size and uh, program. Their approach of a project begins with the belief that a building should occupy a proper place in its settings but they quickly enter in the core of the subject to work simultaneously on the big scale of the site and the small scale of a unit. This is a new school of dance, music, and theater in the south suburb of Paris in Vanves. 
the work started with the reflection about solid and void. The program is concentrated on one cube to liberate or build a void in front of it to become the esplanade or the public space of the building and of the town. The main lobby uh, has been dug in the block and from the entrance you can experiment the deepness of the cube through a large um, wooden door who can slide to uh, reveal the main theater hall. Sorry. Uh, Le Mans is um, a middle-sized town in the west of France, and the site is in the center of the city, next to the main casino, the court law, and a big square uh, and a garden at the back. And the program was very interesting. It's a um, cultural center, a theater, multiplex, and uh, an exhibition center. And the goal was to create the synergy between these uh, different expressions of arts. And um, this uh, cultural center is perceived as one unity that links the public square at the front uh, through uh, a promenade to the back garden. And uh, it, also, it is also understandable as three uh, autonomous identities. Uh, they have each their entrances and their um, uh, functions. And uh, the cinema is one block of stone floating over the public space, whereas the theater is a glass facade with a balcony over the city. This is a project in Nantes. Uh, it's a f social housing. There are 50 units. And um, the issue was to find an alternative to the individual housing development to find a way to inhabit the periphery of the city, not with uh, houses, individual houses, but with the collective units. It is also a reflection about solid and void with a big central patio and about fragmentation and unity, fragmentation with the intimacy of the apartments, which are linked together and unified by this uh, shared interior space. The entire project is built on a slab which represents a new ground. It's two meters higher than the original ground. The main stairs marks a threshold between the public space uh, in, of the city and the space shared by the inhabitants. This is a project in Paris, uh, in the north of Paris, near the Périphérique. And it's a mixed-use building with 84 social housings and, uh, and equipment, different equipments. There is a public library, a nursery, a social care, and a dojo and dance center. And the line is split in four blocks. The two first floor are occupied by uh, public, the public equipments, whereas uh, the in-between spaces allow the access to the halls for the inhabitants. On the main street, the windows of the apartments have three layers of glass to protect the flats from the noise and the pollution. And at the back, uh, on the back facade, is very much open with wide uh, windows and balcony over the back garden.
This is a very small project. It's in uh, Paris 2. It's um, 30 student units in a typical Parisian popular district, uh, Faubourg. And uh, there are very narrow streets and narrow and deep plots. And uh, the neighborhood uh, offer diversity. And this one uh, is um, made of uh, wood. The access of uh, the site was very complicated and it was organized with uh, all rooms on one side of the plot and distributed by an outdoor corridor and a little garden on the other side. The main asset is a promenade through the project from the common hall on the ground floor to the common terrace uh, on the top floor. And this is uh, the building that won yesterday. It's um, uh, social housing. There are 18 units. Uh, the site is uh, um, a triangle. Well, the block is a perfect triangle, and the site, the plot here, is at the south tip of the triangle. And um, the objective was to build the tip to close the triangle, because, but also to link the entirety of the block to the public space and let the sunlight enter the inner courtyard through a slot in the prolongation of uh, the street that is just in front of it. And as I said, there are 18 flats. The main rooms are on the street, side with the views, and the kitchen and bathroom are oriented towards the inner courtyard. The the material is uh, anodized aluminum, and it uh, captures and reflects the light of its surroundings, not only the light of the sun, but also of uh, the city, especially during the night, because it's a very lively city, and there are many things happening there. And that's it. Can I just thank all the speakers, uh, very charming presentations. Um, please enjoy the rest of World Architecture Festival and we hope to see you next year. Thank you.